The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's around this town tonight. Hey, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Hey, it's Monday. Welcome in to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live in studio. Demery Lachey is here. Kwame Lasseter is on the lines. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in to join in on the show Monday through Friday. And today being in Monday off a hot, celebrated way to kick off the month of May weekend. Speaking of the word May, speaking of the month of May and also the word May, there was a big fight this weekend, big boxing match uh, that went toe-to-toe, went 12 rounds and a unanimous decision. With between Mr. Floyd Money Mayweather and Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao, which Mayweather coming out on top, unanimous decision. Like I said before, they went all twelve rounds. Um, huge fight. Way to kick off the weekend. Also, you know, we also had the NBA playoffs. A team, the LA Clippers, which I've hold a big grudge against all for the past couple of seasons, man. And you know, they got over the hump. Also, other NBA news. I mean, Atlanta Hawks finally moved on. Warriors of Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies got it on. Um, but the biggest story of the weekend, and also the NFL draft, the biggest story of the weekend definitely goes back to Mayweather Pacquiao. They finally got it on. They finally went into the fight. And it was a huge failure in my eyes. Huge success money-wise, but it was a huge failure. Kwame. Thanks for thanks for calling in. I know you're joining on lines. I know you've been flying in and out of town. Great to have you here, um, calling in, tuning in to what you do best. Yeah, I apologize. I um, yeah, I, I got in late, uh, so um, I figured I'd call in though. Appreciate you holding it down in the studio. Uh, yeah, the fight was good, man. I, I thought the fight was good. We it wasn't good in a lot of people's eyes because of uh, the long wait. You know, when you're hungry and then you get to the point where you think you're starving because you don't know what starving is until you've been somewhere else. But when you get your food, you can't eat it all. And it's just not good anymore. That might be the fight uh, boiled down in that little analogy right there. And everyone wanted and waited for that fight. Uh, he was looking for a knockout. The uh, uh, Manny Pacquiao corner and his team, they pressed so much leading up to this fight that he was going to attack Mayweather. He was going to do this. He was going to do that. Right. Albeit they found they forget that this is a guy who got knocked out two or three fights ago, and and you just don't come back from that. That stays in your mental. This is one of the biggest fights financially that Mayweather, that Pacquiao has had. So mm-hmm. what he should be doing, and him and Freddie Roach is thanking Mayweather and the money team for the opportunity. Now, would I be looking for a rematch? Not really, because if I'm the champion in Royal Mayweather. I'm doing just exactly what I'm doing. Keep from getting knocked out and keep from getting hit more times than I hit somebody. And at the end, hopefully, if it's not the boxing of past, at the end, the judges find me the victorious one. Right. I, a lot of people didn't like it for that reason, because he was holding. If somebody's getting shot for me and I can grab him, I'm going to grab him and regroup. Then I get back to form being the executioner that Floyd Mayweather was. Mm-hmm. And that's all he, yeah, that's all it definitely came down to was Mayweather was definitely executing, you know, in in the sport of boxing. And that's all it comes down to, especially when it comes, with it, the way it, the way the boxing sport is scored and the way that they handle it. I mean, it's all, it's all about, you know, the predication of execution about, you know, who hits who as many times as, you know, the accuracy on it. They focus on the percentages, so... And Floyd Mayweather, that's that's how it's done. That's how he boxes. A lot of people, you know, hold a grudge against Mayweather in the way he boxes his style. But he's doing it the right way. I mean, he's he's doing it the smartest way. He's winning. Um, 
But a lot of people. The guys. The guys forty eight and no. What 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 is he doing wrong? And because you don't like the way he boxed, you don't like how much he brags and talks about money. I can understand that because there's so many people suffering in the world. But he has a skill set. He has a uh, a great. He's developed a great business mind to market himself in the box in the world of boxing. You can do that. You can't do it in any other major sport uh, per se that where you find yourself marketing yourself and that organization as a whole rather make the dollars off you than you make the dollars off yourself. Mayweather has done that. He's he's done that for a significant amount of time. Right. But we don't like his braggadocious mentality, his attitude. But what makes you think, what do you think makes him who he is, part of who he is? If you can't do that, if you're not beating people or have intentions on beating people. If he was losing fights and bragging, we would thought he was the biggest loser ever. Now, here we go making it a, a good versus bad. And that was the whole thing, part of the whole thing leading up to that Mayweather bad, Pacquiao good. That was some nonsense uh, that the media was spurring. And it, just, it was just crazy. Because if you go back four or five years ago, you better do your research and your history on Pacquiao and his, and his personal life. Since mm-hmm. we so quick to dive into May, uh, Mayweather's personal life, you better dive into Manny's personal life, and let's see who's good and let's see who's bad. I don't condone anyone, any of those things that both of the go- those guys do and did have done. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, let's play, let's keep it on the, uh, a playing level that's fair, a playing level that's leveled off, and then let those guys go in the middle of square circle and do what they do best. Mm-hmm. You don't like them, then cheer for somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's what you do anyway. But don't discount that the technician that this guy is, the brilliance he does, has in the, in the boxing world. Uh, if he's not boxing, who's keeping boxing alive? And he's not even a heavyweight. I watched a Chris Coach fight the other day. I watched him fight a guy who's been, only been boxing for seven years. His first title fight, and this guy stood in the ring toe-to-toe with Chris Coach, who fought, I want to say, 17 uh-huh. title defenses. Mm-hmm. Toe-to-toe with this guy. So you talk about Manny Pacquiao and, and Mayweather more so. Mayweather... He's what's keeping boxing alive. He's what Roy Jones and Ali and Sugar Ray, Sweet Pea Whitaker, right. and Tommy Hearns. He's what he's those guys to me at this time right now. I would watch boxing now that we got a Don King out of the sport. Right, right, absolutely. And I think that Don King is the definite reason where boxing is where where it's at today. Uh, it's all about, in my opinion. I mean, it's all marketing. It's all you know, money based before the fight. Uh, Don King is the reason why pay per view went up from it used to from my you know research like you discussed about the point of you know let's go to the background let's go into the looks of you know the history of Mayweather the history of Pacquiao the history of the of the sport of boxing period I mean it goes back to pay per views was twenty thirty dollars a pop and right. you mentioned Don King's name he pushed it up sixty eighty dollars towards Tyson fights. And then and that we fo- thought that was a lot. Right, exactly. And that followed through, you know, through a bunch of Mayweather fights, still, you know, that $80 range. And to this last one, where it was Pacquiao, went from 99 for a couple of weeks and then all, and went all the way up to 120. They delayed the flight, the, the fight so much. Um, they, de- they delayed it 30, 45 minutes because it was people still trying to order this fight for $120 a fight, a pop. Let's not even talk about, yeah. you know, the bars that were showing it or, you know, the nightclubs. Uh, depending on where you were at, especially the city of Vegas itself. I mean, Vegas was lit up all weekend. The stars came out. Um, right, and and, and that and that, you made a good point as far as those numbers to the fight and how delayed it was. You you know that thing started off at ninety nine dollars, and as it got closer, I think the fight was one hundred and twenty dollars. And as you to your point, to your comment, mm-hmm. is that you know it's delayed because people want to get it. You, you talked about bars as well. They were charging bars and and places and people are holding them at $6,500 just to hold it. So right. that's why bars charge what they charge. They can never recoup. I mean, they I, arguably they can recoup their money because once you get a man for a $20 fare, mm-hmm. then you know everybody's going to drink. People are going to drink more so than eat if they're watching the fight. And the great thing about that fight, one of the great things about that fight is it went 12 rounds. So you got what you want. You got your money's worth. I know many was hoping that someone got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I definitely agree to that standpoint. Other, I mean, just watching the fight itself. I'm going to tell you my, my input of it. I was not impressed. I was one of those guys on the other side of the fence 
that was not impressed. Do I love the sport of boxing? Absolutely. I love I love watching fights. I wish that fights were showed more back on, in which they starting to pick it up more on um, just local television. Friday night fights. That's what I grew up on. I grew up on watching Lennox Lewis, Holyfield come on NBC on Friday nights. Um, maybe a Tyson fight here or there, but most of his was definitely pay per view. I don't mind pay per views at all, but. The sport of boxing, I think it needs to get back to that Friday night fight, showing it on NBC, showing it on Fox Sports, CBS, the way that sports is in today's society. Um, but the fight overall, Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, I was not impressed at all. And to me, it felt like it was it was a bit staged. The guys were not getting after it. <clears throat> they held the sport of boxing in their palms and their hands, and I think they felt for the sport of, for the sport of boxing. The reason is... It, it it just wasn't like it, it, there was no attack moments throughout the fight. Yeah, you seen Pacquiao throw a bunch of punches, but that's what Pacquiao does. I feel like it was so scripted to the point it was Pacquiao. You do what you do because that's what the fans are going to do. People are going to get aroused because they want to see what Pacquiao does. Floyd, you do what you do. You play defense. We get out of this thing in twelve rounds. Let's make this money and let's move on. Now they know they hold they held the pinnacle of the sport of boxing in their palms in their hands before they got it even into the ring, and I'm disappointed because there was no this this was the biggest fight quote unquote of the era. Uh, I think they made the most money, and they're, they're still counting their money to this day. There was no pinpoint number of how much was made between the two boxers, and uh, I I think it was I, bet, I think I it was a huge. Floyd found out. Oh yeah, Floyd Floyd found out about a year ago when this thing was even talked about when hell probably three four years ago when the first time uh Pacquiao uh came to his entourage about a fight um Floyd Mayweather probably started doing his money rants and started doing his money orders then but what I mean I just feel like it was so scripted Kwame I, I was disappointed man like the, you held you holding the game of bo- the, the sport of boxing it's not a game it's a sport um in in, in your palm of your hands and to take it on to that next level, you you you've given out reasonings, you know, why the fight is building up, fight after fight. Floyd Mayweather has, you know, backed the game of boxing, the sport of boxing down and saying people need to tune into this more. Don't tune into UFC fighting. This is the only um fight matching where we go hand to hand, toe to toe, and you know, just straight up gloves. You holding this the the sport all on your chest and the palm of your hands. And then it came out to the biggest fight of the era, and it was it was disappointing. There was no attack. Um, they should have got after it. I mean, just for the just for the sport of boxing, just for the guys before you, Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, Tyson, Buster yeah, Douglas. Yeah, but what you what, what you risk your what you risk your there's a plan for it, and I, I believe you you know what it is. But what you risk that you we know how many fight. This guy's an attacking guy. So if anybody. If anybody made the, that fight disappointing, it was Freddie Roach and Manny Pacquiao because I didn't see this. I seen the fourth round where he attacked him and that, and he got some shots on um, Mayweather, and I thought, uh-oh, Mayweather better grab him right now because he got them knees buckling a little bit. Now, I like Sugar Shane buckle Mayweather knees, but Manny gave it to him. So mm-hmm. if, if he didn't continue to put the pressure on him, I thought he let him off uh, when he just started going. Uh, just I mean, he was hitting the gloves because Mayweather... You know, he he got in his defense mode. He was just hitting the gloves. You know, he's not scoring hitting the gloves. Mm-hmm. But I thought when he once he got that shot, he didn't give him what he that Mayweather. I mean, sorry, that Pacquiao aggressive attack mode, pit bull style of fighting. So I, I felt when he didn't do that, he didn't force May, Mayweather to do anything spectacular, but defend and take his shots. But that jab was working all night, so I didn't know what people were talking about. And in that disappointment, I, I think we should we should uh, we should say. Specifically, what the, the disappointment is, not the fight itself, but, you know, what didn't make it the fight or what made it the fight or the 12 rounds and no knockout, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, we waited five, six years. I'm looking for them to brawl like, who was it, Hearns and, Hearns and Sphinx? I'm looking for that brawl. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's all I was stating at to that point. You have, like, you have the the game, the sport of boxing, man. It's it's all written out in front. Mayweather, you the face of the franchise. You the face of the sport. Every time you do anything, you know it's it's all about Mayweather in boxing. 
whatever he does is where the sport goes. Now he moves to what forty eight no. Um, he's saying he has one more fight in no. se- September. Do you feel he's going to go through with this uh, with this match with this last one? No, he's not. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, by all counts, is a boxing genius. Now, you don't get into the sport and get to the pinnacle or get close to the pinnacle or what they say the pinnacle is and stop. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad he won this fight. I'm glad he kept the distance that he hit Pacquiao noticeably more times than Pacquiao hit him, and it would have been tough because judges went another way. Mm-hmm. It would have been everyone would have knew that was a crime. But Floyd Mayweather is trying to go to 51 and 0 because Rocky Marciano is the only undefeated boxing champion. And if Floyd would, for Floyd Mayweather to do everything he's done and not be considered the pinnacle of boxing, you know, I mean, you're never going to be our league, even though you're undefeated. You're never going to impact the. You you have Mayweather impacted the sport, but you're not impacting the world like Ali does through, uh-huh. through boxing. You're never going to do that. You're never going to be that guy. So it might be ludicrous and, and blasphemy when you say you're the greatest of all time, but you can't argue if you're talking about boxing. If you're boxing, yeah, you're number three for themselves. Yeah. So you ain't, you haven't impacted the world like Ali, and people still talk about Ali. People still get that feeling and feel the same when they're around Ali. Mm-hmm. But... If he's not going to finish up and get to the Marquee, Rocky Marciano's record undefeated, which I thought they would never let him get to by they, the boxing committees and, and the powers that be, uh, I go back to, I think, John King's situation. I mean, they pay people to demand someone's their record. Right. So Floyd Mayweather and all he's about as far as boxing, I, I, I give him two thumbs up. I, I don't go into his personal life like that. I talk about it. Yeah. When it's news, because he's a sports figure, but his personal life, his personal life, he's that's something he wants to fix and go to counseling and do all that stuff about. It. Uh, but I think his his main goal. You talking about one more fight in September? That'd be forty nine and zero if he wins. Mm-hmm. But I think he would like to get to fifty and fifty one and shut it down. Because I remember he said uh, two years ago he had four or five more fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he. I think he will get to the. To the fifty and on mark, he's going to reach for that mark. Um, I don't see this one in September being his last one ever. I don't even see a rematch coming up between these two, Pacquiao and Mayweather. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of rumors were going around about, you know, if depending on the way the fight, you know, stands or how it ends, there will be a rematch. I would not want to see that rematch. I would not pay to see that rematch. I don't think anyone. Yeah, me neither. I don't think anyone would. Um, I'm just glad they got it over with. I mean, it's been a long time coming, man. A long time. And it was definitely still overdue. And it felt like, it, it honestly, it felt like the fight was just for the fans. It, it just looked that way. I just was not thrilled. I mean, it was awesome to finally, my drilling was rushing because any boxing match, my drilling rushes, anybody could be knocked out. But the way, the swagger, the body language was throughout the ring. Everybody's tapping gloves. Floyd Mayweather laughing. Pacquiao's laughing. It looked like they'd done this before. And, you know, it, it kind of looked like to me, in my standpoint, that they were, it was a sparring match. It looked like they, were, they had done this sparring practice before. It looked not, not necessarily scripted, but because there was some few shots Pacquiao did land and Mayweather landed himself as well. But it just looked like a typical Mayweather fight. It was complete dominance, unanimous decision, and you know. And now it's time to move on. So uh, we actually got a couple seconds before break. So um, after the break, we're going to discuss more about the fight, more about the money issues. What does Mayweather go on after this? Where does Pacquiao move on from after this? Uh, also, a bunch of NBA news, a bunch of NBA uh, playoff uh, news that dropped this past weekend. NFL draft news. Uh, you listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. So we'll pick it up right here after the break. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. But tonight... Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live. It's Monday. Demi Lachey is here in studio. Kwame Lasseter here on the lines. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in, dial in on the show. Uh, man, it was a busy week last week throughout um, that last week of May. Uh, Kwame, I know you held that um, foundational, um, successful NFL draft uh, event party down at Coach and Willie's in downtown Chandler. That was a huge success, huge way to kick off this exciting weekend. Um, I mean, it was just, I, I think it was the eventful week, way to kick off for the summer, you know, um, that last little yeah, week that, before that the summertime. Uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. It was pretty good. What we do? We did it on Thursday. Then I had to fly out. I thought I, I thought I was flying out, you know, later, that late morning to get in and do the show. But uh-huh. then I ended up flying out of Dallas, uh, to Dallas, I finished from uh, around 6.30. Man, that was early. But, yeah, that Thursday night was good, man. I appreciate Lexi coming through, yes. getting, getting some B-roll, and then filming it later on during the atmosphere time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a, an awesome event. But keep on the lookout at Coach and Willis downtown channel, 1 East Boston Street. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll do football one-on-one during the season, either there, not either, but we will do one there, and then we do one at Coach's Corner downtown. So we probably do one twice a week, uh, different venues. Same, okay. same uh, you know, same concept. One-on-one, uh, football one-on-one, doing the game. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait till the next time. Food was great. Stars came out. People came out. Or the quote-unquote friends came out. I mean, it was a huge success. Right. Way to kick off the summer, you know, the summer, the, this past weekend, everything, man. It was it was a huge success. Um, Going into more about, you know, discussion about the uh, about the fight that we were talking about, I mean, I don't want to talk about this too long because I know we could talk about it all all day, every day. Um, the next step, man, you know, um, where do you see the game, the the sport of boxing moving on from this? Uh, where do you see Mayweather, Pacquiao themselves moving on from this? I mean, it was like the stars came out. It was very huge, successful. It was great to see, funny as hell to see Jimmy Kimmel walking up in, uh, on Pac, Pac-Man's uh, wingman. Justin Bieber, you know, always Mayweather's uh, wingman. Um, it was great to see that. I mean, it was funny as hell to see Jimmy Kimmel do what he does best, and that's to make us laugh. Where do you see the, the game of boxing, these two gentlemen, moving on from this, man? Well, it, it has to generate uh, more more superstars, uh, superstars. But you do have Canelo and those guys in there, and Manny, Manny has dominated the public marketing uh, view for us so much that you think there's nobody else in there. But there's some guys out in there that can actually fight that you would like to fight. Uh, I think Canelo, uh, he has one coming up, matter of fact. Um, who else? Uh, Adrian Barnard, uh, he has fights coming up. He gets back into it. If he stopped buying cars and been in the spotlight, and a lot of these guys go through their promotionals, uh, where they go through serious situations with their promotional, because, you know, you talk about the reason why part of this fight was held on because of a uh, uh, boxing promoters wanted more cut for something they are not doing, and that's why Mayweather does what he do. 
uh, as far as promoting himself. The sport of boxing, in my opinion, is, is going to be there once those stars are being more highlighted. You watch the NFL, and the NFL chooses their their stars, their, their guys, their clean-cut guys. But in boxing, you can choose a clean-cut clean guy, and that was the conversation. That was the issue of the good versus bad Pacquiao-Manny uh, situation. Well, these guys will go right now right into the business. They will still make money uh, if they're not fighting. If Manny retires and goes into the world of politics back in uh, back home, if uh, Mayweather retires after the one or two fights he has left, he's still going to be a promoter. You look at uh, Oscar De La Hoya, this guy, uh, Golden Glove Boxing. You look at what he's done since he's left the sport. So they're going to make it relevant. They have to keep it relevant because you can look on the other side of things with the MMA. Uh, fights, UFC fights, and these guys make it interesting because it's a hard, impactful sport, and people like to see things like that. That's why the knockout, or like they have a knockout in the Manny and Pacquiao fight, uh, was disappointing to most. But I think those type of guys, once they leave the sport as far as boxing, right. getting in that square circle, I think they mm-hmm. would do uh, the, the most to even promote it a lot. Mm-hmm. So you gotta find, we need to find a real heavyweight because Klitschko haven't really for anybody. He's not right, fighting right. anybody, in my opinion. So, you know, you got to find some heavyweights. You got to go back to the Ali. You got to go back to Tyson uh, heavyweight, George Foreman. You got to go back to those type guys. Right. You got some real heavyweights, and they and they brawling. You but did. it's just a slow moving mm-hmm. type of boxing. So, the the marketing part of it is kind of hard. Unless you have a Tyson, a guy that's coming out of Catskills, New York at 17, on, on the verge of knocking people out a year, a year or two later right. in his career. Yeah, and I mean, just one more take from that quote, from that uh, comment that you made from one of your pinpoint statements. Yeah, um, someone definitely from that heavyweight standpoint needs to take over, needs to step up. Um, but is that really the way that the uh, ga- the sport of boxing is presented? Do they take less focus on the heavyweights and put it more towards the lightweights, the uh Floyd Mayweather's, the Manny Pacquiao's, because uh, it's so many dang on weight limits and weight structure uh, fights that go on in this day and time. But it, is that what spark what you know what the sport of boxing is presenting? Are they marketing more welterweights, featherweight fighters than the heavyweights? Because there are some heavyweight battle guys. I mean, you named a few uh, just here in the last couple of minutes, but you know, is that do you blame the sport of boxing? Do you blame the marketing of boxing towards staying away from the heavyweight fighters? Just because I think they are taking the light away just because it's always been the pinpoint. Watch the heavyweight fights. Watch the six rounds. Watch Tyson. Watch Ali. That was the focus. Watch George Foreman. Where you never, you really, I mean, you had a couple of fighters, you know, in that welterweight, featherweight that they uh, market pretty well, but now in the standpoint, in the pinpoint sport of boxing, that's what they focus on is the feather, the lighter weight guys, the twelve yeah, round I can, fights. I can make a case for that, uh, but you, you take the most popular one and the most popular athletes, and, and you and you blow them up and think those who don't know or those who are getting into boxing, we say, well, let me watch some more. Let me watch because you made a point earlier. When boxing used to come on TV and everybody can watch it, it was great, but this is nothing but business and money now. Everybody is taking advantage of anybody with some skills. We take advantage of Floyd, and that's why Floyd is so dominant with the, in the business world and his boxing strategies. Uh-huh. You, you have those things on TV that everybody can see boxing and like boxing, but when you make it private, you probably put some prestige to it, but everybody can't afford that, and then you're forced to go somewhere and do this and be in places you don't want to be, and then there's other situations hit. That neither here nor there, but I think they take the most popular ones in sports and they market it, and hopefully everybody else watched uh, the rest of boxing. Right. Right. Uh, one last take from him. What do you think? I, honestly, I still see it as the fight was a huge. I mean, I, I I just wasn't bought into it. I was not sold on it. I mean, they did what they're supposed to do. Um, the build up, the hype of it was very successful, but the fight itself was a huge letdown to me. How do you feel about, you know, from the last take of it for the fight that happened on uh, Saturday? I think I think Floyd did, and I hear what you're saying, but I think Floyd did exactly what he's supposed to do. Don't lose the fight. It was your fight to uh, win. Um, 
don't lose the fight. Go in there and do everything you're supposed to do. Defend yourself. We know he's the best defender uh, in the game, mm-hmm. probably in the history of boxing. Defend yourself. Don't go in there and be reckless to prove something to somebody who's not in the ring with you. Like all the boxing promoters and let all the fans have their glory and talk about this. Same thing we do when we talk about our favorites. We like, oh, I read LeBron this or or Kevin uh, Curry this. You know, we talk about our favorites and we and we have barbershop talk. We we brag about something we're not doing because it's them in the boxing ring. So he has to defend himself. He has to do whatever it takes. And what what is taken is at that point being forty seven and zero. So he has to stick to that model of being one of the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. So I understand what you're saying. There was not enough action in the fight. Uh, but I think if you told me whether you don't, you don't change what you do. No. You don't change. Anybody coming to the ring with you, they're the ones going to change. Because they have to find out why can't nobody beat him for 47 fights at that point. Right. Right. And, yeah, I definitely agree to that point. Uh, like I said, we could talk about this day after day, all day long. But, you know, there's some other news that's going out uh in this sports world, um, we pick up more about the Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather fight later on this week. Uh, 888-346-9144 is the number to call in on the show to join us anytime. Please join us now, even if you have to. Uh, NBA news, man. Stephen Curry, congratulations. Standing ovation. Let's applaud this man. Uh, Curry handily wins the NBA MVP this season. Individual award. Congratulations. Um, Well-deserved. I you know I was yeah. pushing for James Harden the bearded the bearded uh, warrior um, to win this award and it was a unanimous pretty much decision Curry I'm not mad I'm not surprised uh, he definitely deserved the best record in the NBA uh, this past season with the Golden State Warriors definitely stood out on a star studded team but you know congrats to him uh, well deserved how you feel about the NBA MVP um, award winning Stephen Curry. Well, that's a, that's an easy question to answer because I was rooting for him, even though I do like a James, what James Harden did in the absence of uh, uh, Dwight Howard and where he took the Houston Rockets finally this year. But I don't know if they get out this next series, the Houston Rockets. But on Kerry, um, world-deserved award, MVP. And it could have went either way. But you know, there'll be now there'll be some situations where they would say, this guy deserves it, that guy deserves it. Number one, my book was Stephen Curry getting the MVP, and that was well-deserved because of what he did during the season with his team and who his team is without him. And we say the same thing about LeBron. I was more surprised in this MVP voting and race that LeBron came in third. I thought Russell Westbrook might have been that third guy. Right. Uh, but And I wonder, how they, I wonder what the criteria are because they, they always baffle me on any award, starting with the... You know, starting on the collegiate level, they always doubt for me how they choose the awards and the criteria change depending on who the person is. Uh-huh. But Russell Wilson broke in the Oklahoma City Thunder not being in the playoffs, did that hinder, that hurt him at all? And they gave it to LeBron as the fan favorite? I, I don't know. There was nothing LeBron could have done that was going to outshine James Harden and Stephon Curry. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised that Russell Westbrook was fourth in the voting. You were surprised at him being number four? Yeah. Uh, I thought he would be number three of uh-huh. what he did, what he's been doing all year. Right. I thought he would be number three at least. And if he if he was second, now I would have raised my eyebrows on it, but I wouldn't have been that much surprised about it. I would be like, oh, hmm. let, me figure, let me go back and look at something that I missed. Right. Let me go try to find something that I missed. Uh, right. I think if he would have made the playoffs, he would have definitely been in that number four or number three spot. Number three, arguably number two. Heck, even arguably number one if they wouldn't have made the playoffs. He still had a winning record with the OKC Thunder and leading them the way. Uh, definitely with the coach that just, um, you know, gave up his time and parted ways with OKC. I If they wouldn't have made the playoffs, where they were coming from, having Kevin Durant hurt all season, him doing mm-hmm. the display of the triple-doubles, because he would have made noise against Oklahoma City. I don't think the voting stops at the end of the season. I think it's a little played into the NBA playoffs a little bit. That's just I my personal opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I think it should stop a couple of weeks before the last 
game of the season. I mean, if it downs to, you know, one or two guys going at well, it. If what do you think about this? You uh-huh. said a couple of weeks before the regular season ends. Uh-huh. I, I don't know because, well, we, we remember the scoring tie between Shaquille O'Neal and David Robinson, and that came down to the last game for both of those guys. And David Robinson, I think, hit 80-something points in yeah. a game. So uh, I think it just stopped at the last game. Whomever, whichever day they're like that, that prospective team or game is being played, I think it stops right there. And we don't look any further. Now the votes should come out. Uh, probably a week or two later before the playoffs start, so everybody knows who's who and what's what. And then maybe then you have the playoff finals. Then you have the uh, right. finals MVP. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's when it, I, that makes sense to me. But I, I don't have a vote. Uh, I can just what we'll we doing now. Talk about it. Yep. But it, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I agree to that standpoint. But I just think last couple of weeks. I mean. Most of those guys don't play as much, you know. Those minutes start to come down, especially this past season. Um, during the regular season, Stephen Curry was not playing many ball games towards the end of the year, and James Harden was going for that number one spot. And you know, he came up short in the voting, finished second. But I think it was pretty much determined a couple weeks uh, before the NBA season was over. Um, you pretty much kind of figure, okay, Stephen Curry is the guy. But I think the playoff performance pushed it even more this season. Um, the way he came back against the Pelicans in certain games, I mean, that was the icing on the cake. That was that cherry on top, that the extra push that got him 100, I think it was, what, 100 uh, first-place votes. I mean, it was ridiculous. 100 out of 130. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. unanimous. So um, congrats to him. We won't see him on display until tomorrow night, which I think he was going to receive his award in front of the – his home crowd in the OKC Thunder. James Harden really wasn't bitter about it. He said, uh, quote, James Harden himself, he said, I heard it. That was it. It was nothing uh, in his quote. He, you know, he really wasn't, he knew, he kind of knew um, that Stephen Curry was going to be well, a fan favorite. I kind of believe him too when he said that. Uh-huh. I believe that he said, but because he was, he was fighting every night, man. I mean, he was lights out too. Like, you, that's how you, so if he, if he keep those numbers up and what he did this year, he Hall of Fame. Who was that? James Harden? James Harden. Okay. I, I definitely agree with that because he is one of the uh, one of the greatest players in the game right now in his era. Uh, he dominates the game in so many different ways. We will see him on display against the L.A. Clippers, which we're going to discuss about them after this break. Uh, I, oh, I, I just can't wait to talk about these L.A. Clippers. <laughs> I just can't wait to talk about this Chris Paul, this guy Blake Griffin. Uh, we will see – James Harden and the Rockets uh, at home against the L.A. Clippers tonight. Also, Cavaliers-Bulls tonight. Uh, 888-346-9144 is the number to join in on the show. Uh, Coming up after the break, like I said, we're going to discuss more NBA news, some NFL draft news, last segment coming up. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
Welcome back, welcome I'm back. Welcome back into the, the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. It's our last segment. Uh, Kwame Lasseter here is on the phone lines. Demry Lachey is here in studio. Uh, we were discussing about the NBA playoffs and games tonight at 4 p.m. Um, our time out here in the Valley. 4 p.m. Bulls Cavaliers on TNT. Can't wait to watch that game. Definitely tune in to that one. Then following that at 6.30 our time in the Valley. L.A. Clippers in the Houston Rockets. Let's discuss, Kwame. You know my feelings. You know my feelings about the LA Clippers. I think everyone knows at this point in time how I'm just not too sold on the Clippers after the month of April. They have proven me wrong. The night of the fight, I think uh, the best game ever, the best event that was going on Saturday night was definitely between the LA Clippers and the San Antonio Spurs, the defending NBA champions, back-to-back finals uh, appearance NBA. Uh, champion San Antonio Spurs and the L.A. Clippers, the most disappointing teams in the month of April, and Doc Rivers and Chris Paul, they came over that hump. And um, like I said, I mean, I I just was not too sold. I downed these guys. They made me eat my words on Saturday night by beating the defending champions who I thought was coming out the West. Um, Congrats. I mean, standing ovation. I applaud the L.A. Clippers. They have finally... I think I think they have arrived, and this series I think well, coming up. Hold up, now. Uh oh. <laughs> you said arrived. They arrived for the, the. I'm not saying they arrived for NBA championship uh, destiny. They have arrived to the second round. They have arrived to yeah. that next. The next step. They never, they've never done that before. They they not played territory. Now they got the Houston Rockets, so they might just get out the second round. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, on paper, I I definitely would. I mean, that, that's with any team with the Clippers on paper. I think, you know, they have the talent that can beat a Houston Rockets team. They have the talent to beat any team in the in the NBA. It's just that chemistry, their history, just still does not have me sold on them making a finals appearance, finals run on paper. Great team, great show to watch, um, Lob City. But I, I still think they're – I don't believe they're going to get out this series. Uh, I just don't. I'm just not too sold on. I will be very surprised if they get out the NBA Western Conference semifinals and make it to the Western Conference fi- Western Conference finals. Um, they have arrived finally to the second round. Doc Rivers. Um, you know, I'm not too sold on him uh, personally. I mean, yeah, I know he won a ring with the Boston Celtics, but you know, that's just what Doc Rivers. Have done. I mean, it's easy to win a ring when you have Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Roger Rondo at the top of their game. So coming in with the ring is just, you know, that was just guaranteed uh, to do it in the first year. Very surprising. Um, hand clap for Doc Rivers to do that in the first year. But you, you, you're com- you're committing all kinds of sins, talking bad about Doc Rivers. Uh, yeah, I think saying, uh, uh, Chris I think Paul ain't not that guy. The lines there. Um, <laughs> But going into the pinpoint statement, Doc Rivers has gone on to the next level. It's great to see him move on to finally the second round with this L.A. Clippers team who's loaded all about talent. I think this series is going to be a great series to watch because James Harden has is going to play with that chip on his shoulder. Uh, he mentioned that that's all he does is play with that chip on his shoulder. Uh, all season long, game after game, he said he's not going to stop now. So, I cannot wait for this series to tip off tonight. I want to see what Chris Paul is going to do now that he's here in the second round. Um, one series away from the NBA Conference Finals of the Western Conference. And I want to see where he's going to take this game on to the next level. He has stepped up Saturday night in some clutch moments, very clutch moments against the San Antonio Spurs, in which I applaud Chris Paul. This is what I've been waiting on him to do. This is what... You know, the superstar, quote-unquote superstar point guard of Chris Paul's talent. I've been waiting for him to step up in the clutch moments, in which he definitely proved Saturday night. Am I jumping on the bandwagon? Not too much. Um, It's been year after year where Chris Paul has failed in those clutch moments, in which, you know, he's proven it wrong Saturday night, but year after year it's been failure. Put the ball in his hands, and he has not stepped up to the plates, whether it's game winners, shots, whether it's uh, not turning over the ball, whether it's that last two, three minutes of the fourth quarter in the game seven, in the game six, elimination game, period. Chris Paul has not stepped up to the plate at all in the playoffs in his history, in his career. But 
He proved where, it wrong. Where was he Chris stepped Paul, up. He uh, beat all you know, when you make moves that came about throughout your career, when he was a Charlotte Hornets, right? And uh, now so, I can't wait to see you know, that situation. not only him, but Blake Griffin as well, regarded as the best, one of the best power forwards in the game. Um, it's saying he's he's a dominant force down on that block. He's hard to stop. Who? So, therefore, we get to see him go against second round, go against uh, Dwight Howard, Terrence Jones, Josh Smith of the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets are loaded with talent. Jason Terry is at the point guard helm because of Patrick Beverly being out for injury. Uh, his defensive presence will be missed a lot in Patrick Beverly's. Having, you know, Chris Paul and Jason Terry, I think Paul's going to go his way in that matchup. But I, the hardest I thing think, is um, just going to be for the L.A. Clippers well, is to stop James Harden. And the reason why in that two position, they have no one that can guard James Harden. They're going to put J.J. Reddy. You're going to see, hell, you're probably even going to see Matt Barnes go against uh, James Harden. You're going to see Jamal Crawford that in that situation bad, as well. You're going to see him in that pinpoint uh, lineup in that matchup. So that's going to be very great to watch. That's going to be a huge matchup. I can't wait to see when Jamal Crawford and James Harden, they're going to make each other work. Uh, f- hopefully foul trouble won't be an issue because I hate it when it comes down to foul trouble. I hate when the refs call so many fouls in a great matchup in an NBA playoff game. I mean, it just takes the whole excitement of that game, of that moment, takes it away. You know, you watch um, Jordan and Reggie Miller. You watch Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley go, you know, head-to-head one another, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, it got disappointing when both of these guys got into foul trouble. When those matchups, you know, you see your superstar guys, you know, can't play that third, fourth quarter too much because they have four to five fouls. And see them sitting in the first half. I don't want the refs to be involved in this matchup. Seeing Jamal well, Crawford, it, it, I think James it's Harden, the two of the best goal. offensive players in the game going at it um, hand-to-hand. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, another great matchup to take from this series will be Blake Griffin, Dwight Howard, the post presence, Dwight Howard, and DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan is a freak on the boards. He's a freak on the defensive end. I think he should have been arguably defensive player of the year, which got awarded to Kawhi Leonard, who only played about 50 games. Um, that discussion we could talk about another day. But to see these two big men go at it is going to be tremendous. Um, a lot of people talk about Dwight Howard's toughness. Is he tough enough to battle in the NBA playoffs? Is he tough enough to uh, move on to these next rounds? And is he tough enough to handle a freak and machine like Dwight Howard or like DeAndre Jordan? That's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see. And it's it's, it's just going to be a one-on-one matchup. Um, bunch of bodies, those big guys going at it. I'm going to pinpoint and watch that matchup, how how it's played out in game one tonight. Tonight is all about them figuring each other's game out. They haven't played each other in a while. Um, so that's going to be exciting. There's, it's just going to be a chess match in game one, game two. And they're just going to test each other out. But the what to watch is going to be that down low presence of Blake Griffin. Is he going to dominate that matchup with Terrence Jones, with Josh Smith? Josh Smith is a great defender. And with him being matched up against Blake Griffin. This is all about stealing games tonight. 40 plus minutes. I mean, that's going to be a huge matchup. These, I mean, the stars are going to come out tonight. I mean, it's going to be star power in Houston, star power coming from the Clippers. Both of these rosters is loaded with talent. I want to see what Jason Terry, does he still have enough juice to compete with Chris Paul on that level? Like I said before, Patrick Beverly, huge defensive presence, and it's going to be missed on the Rockets' defensive end. It's it's just going to be, you know, huge to watch. And, you know, uh, I think we got Kwame back here on the lines as well. Uh I, I can't really hear him on the headphones. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going in and out so many Hello? times, so much right now. Um, but you know, I just want to hear Kwame's take. I mean, I just want to feel. You know, where does he feel like? Because the biggest matchup to me 
is definitely going to be that paint presence. I think Chris Paul is going to win his matchup at the point guard position. He's just going to straight out dominate that. He's playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of juice. Kwame, the biggest matchup between the Clippers and the Rockets. Uh, I don't know if you could really test upon it, if you could really hurt me on that, but I think the best matchup would be between DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard. Who is going to have that toughness? Can Dwight Howard well, compete with DeAndre Jordan for 40 minutes? Yeah, I, I heard a lot of stuff you were saying. You making touched on a lot of good points. I just couldn't chime in. I think you was trying to talk <laughs> me out anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but you know what? You know, initially when you first started and and we talked about the Clippers and the San Antonio Spurs, and I know we run a short on time, but it was it was I was more happy for DeAndre Jordan because when he tipped that ball in that game and it was a goaltending which lost the game well, in San Antonio that they got out of the series. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want one play be the defining moment for the series. But at the same time, Wait, in your non-belief in the L.A. Clippers, you got to look at San Antonio Spurs who helped them. San Antonio Spurs lost two games at home, and when, when have we seen them do that coming off a championship uh, season that they are? And uh, we're not going to talk about their dynasty or, or if, it, if it is or if it's not still. And this matchup coming up now with DeAndre Jordan and uh, Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. I think it's going to more so DeAndre Jordan will have that more dog in him. He's going to have that more. Mm-hmm. And both of them will come off some passion, but one elbow will take one of their passions away. And I think Dwight Howard, he can't play uh, trying to be physical with someone else when, it's, when a guy is just as big as he is and just, and just more physical. Mm-hmm. Not more, but just as physical as he, physical as he is. So I, I look for, I really look for DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan to um, come out on top of that, mm-hmm. that matchup. Uh, but because but, uh, I think, and I've always said this, that uh, Dwight Howard is full of excuses and there's mm-hmm. no reason why he should have, you know, we change jobs and do stuff like that. But I still see him in Orlando Magic jersey. He could have, uh, <laughs> he, he still could have, he could have held that team on lock. That, mm-hmm. state, that city, that state, he could have held it on lock, but he wanted to move and he moved around too many times. He probably moved around again before his career is over with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. But, yeah, he made that movement too quick. Uh, we got about a minute left of the show. Um, apologize for the, uh, for the little hey, your break, boy filled, your, your boy sold down and Randy Gregory filled it to number two. They with the Dallas. Man, it's going, be, it's going to be interesting. I can I honestly. Uh, that's 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 a blessing. Um, he's but going. You know to, what? It's idiotic though. He lost millions. Yeah, he did. Um, Leo Collins as well. The 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 guard from um, LSU. I don't think he even got selected, but he said if he wasn't going to get picked second round, he was going to put his name right back into the draft. So with his name not being dropped. Pretty sure he's going to take this year off. So um, with Randy Gregory going to the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, I think that's a huge blessing. Uh, we're going to definitely talk more football tomorrow. Unfortunately, we are definitely out of time. Yeah, um, we're going to get on that. Yeah, we're we definitely going to get on the NFL draft because it's some things that I definitely want to pinpoint and point some guys out. Cowboys did make a great investment in Randy Gregory, though. Uh, we can leave it on that point. Kwame Lasseter, thank you for calling in. Thanks for joining the show. Sorry about the te- uh, technical difficulties here in the studio today, but we will be back tomorrow, Taco Tuesday. Demi Lachey is here in studio. Kwame Lasseter call- on the lines. Um, so we will definitely catch you tomorrow live in studio. You listen to Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk Show. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.